Hello and welcome to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. And this is episode 2021. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that is 2020 still. <laughs> <sighs> it's episode 21 of season four right. of Tomorrow Gason. Okay, I'm on Searching it. part one. What happened last time, MC? MC killed some vampires for some reason. Yes. Don't well, know, it's really relevant. Terry, no. No. Yeah, it's anyway. Um, but um, the Armour of Fern was the main focus of yeah. the episode. Uh, Louise accidentally the Armour of Fern. And the curse came onto her. Yeah, she the... had a proper like slapstick fall. She did. <laughs> the armour fell on her. <laughs> there was a slide whistle. <laughs> Um, and the curse um, happened to her in which just general bad shit happened, basically. Yeah. yeah, it was never really kind of like, oh, she has this or this has happened. It was like, woo, bad things, yeah. boils and foam from the mouth and... All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yes, Louise is rushed off to hospital um, where, I don't know, the doctor's going like, oh, yeah, seen it all before. I'm referring, <laughs> is it? Yeah. You kids, you need to stay off drugs. That's a problem. Um, Better put her in tier four. <laughs> MC went to visit the creepy choke wank demon, um, who wasn't very helpful, surprisingly, as most choke wank demons aren't very helpful as a rule. Um, Terry did some magic stuff and found that there was a curse on the amulet, which MC blamed on Jay. Yeah, we had a very, the most uncomfortable ending, I think. Which is impressive, considering some of the previous... (laughs) I think it's because it's Jay who's always had a rough time when it's come to the when it comes to the game. Yeah, yeah. They're always mean to him. Yeah. But this was just pure MC hatred and just blamed it on Jay and then kicked him out. It's and like, then Jay was in an alley crying. Yeah. Oh, my little heart was broken. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like MC's taken everything out on Jay. Like it's not just that he could have killed Amy. It's just all the frustration, and anger. MC yeah. has just let it go at Jay. MC isn't very good at dealing with his feelings, Yay. as we have established. At least. I mean, Chip, you know, he was open about it. He was like, I'm not good at dealing with my feelings, so therefore I'm going to try to murder my friends <laughs> and end the world. There's a, a straightforwardness there. Yeah, whereas MC just murdered Jay on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's find out if we're going to have more sad things happen, MC, as we get into Searching Part 1. Brimsley on Tomorrow Gason! MC turned his attention to Tifa. Yep, our little girl. She's going to be someone special. Which is why the pregnancy happened so fast. The people who sent her to us needed her to be born quickly, before the end of time took place. Why is she so special? She's an angel, MC. (gasps) Our daughter is an angel. No, you can't be. I can't do this without you. You're going to be a great dad. Not that. I meant living. I need you. MC opened his eyes and moved out of the bed. He placed his hand on his daughter's cot and wheeled her towards the bathroom. Shutting the door to drown out Amy's cries of hunger, MC went back to bed, ignoring the baby in the bathroom. This isn't over, Ninja. You'll pay for this with your daughter's life. With those words, Tannis ran into the portal and it closed behind him. He was gone. The sign painter had finished. And as he stepped back, he revealed the new name on the bed and breakfast wall. The Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast. As he walked away, a figure walked past the sign. Reading it, Mrs. Lansbury started to laugh. Oh, get your soul, foolish being. <laughs> I got it. 
MC rushed over to him and reached out for the item, but hesitated, retracting his hand. Are you sure that's it? Dead sure! This is the armour of Fern! Just reassure me one last time that this is the genuine article. MC, do you really think I'd risk Amy's life? Louise reached into the middle of the table and picked up the amulet while MC held Amy up. Louise admired the symbols on the amulet. They're so pretty! She said, stroking the engraved marks. She continued to look at them as she walked towards where MC and Amy were standing. Not looking where she was going, Louise tripped over her own feet and fell to the ground, dropping the armour of fern. It landed on her arm, <laughs> attaching itself to her and disappearing as if swallowed by her skin. Guys! Jay said, pointing to Louise. The gang could only watch in horror as in a matter of a few seconds, Louise's eyes rolled into the back of her head and blood streamed from her nose. As everyone rushed towards her, a foamy white liquid leaked from her mouth and she went into uncomfortable spasms. Anything? The ninja asked. Nothing. She just lies there. She looks peaceful, doesn't she? But she's just sleeping. I keep expecting her to wake up and moan because I've stolen the covers. MC dropped the bag beside the bed. Louise will pull through, Gav. He looked down at his friend. She has to. What I'm saying, Jay, is... MC turned to face his friend. You're the one who wanted to go to New York so badly. You're the one who found the amulet in America. And you're the one who brought it back. MC, no, I... Louise is lying in that bed, close to death, because of you, Jay. Amy could have been killed tonight, because of you, Jay. You are the cause of all this. MC's voice rose a little. That's crazy. I, I, I never meant for... MC grabbed Jay by the scruff of his clothing and dragged him to the door. MC, what are you doing, for the love of God? Jay squealed. The ninja opened the door to the B&B and threw Jay outside. If I ever see you again, Jay, I will kill you. Do you understand? Despite the fact there were a number of guests staying at the Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast, hey. perhaps the most there had ever been, although that was saying much, MC was still really sitting alone. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Well, we're back, aren't we? Oh, yep. we sure are. <laughs> so, the Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast is the busiest it's ever been, although that was saying much. MC was still really sitting alone. I mean... It's clear what you mean. It's just... Is it? <laughs> there's a typo and you need at least one more full stop in there and probably just delete the whole sentence. Delete the whole podcast. <laughs> I guess it's trying to say that MC is in a building full of people, but he's yeah. still alone. Yeah. Because he chucked all his friends away. <laughs> at least that was how he felt. Or was trying to make himself feel as he lay on his bed, looking up at the ceiling with wide eyes. He was alone with the exception of the screaming baby in the cot next to the bed. Oh, MC, father of the year again. <laughs> Amy had been screeching with all the power her tiny lungs could muster for about five minutes. She was fine one minute, awake but still, quite content just to embrace the silence of her father. Then, all of a sudden, Amy had begun to cry in a strange manner. And he's just been ignoring her so much he doesn't even recognise her crying. It's this weird noise coming from the baby and like their eyes leak and their snot out their nose and they just won't shut up. What's that mean? Are they, are they possessed? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like she was crying from her hands or something. <laughs> Most babies cry when they want something, whether that be food, changing, burping, ETC. 
the tone of Amy's cries sounded like a human version of a burglar alarm. Oh, it's just a normal baby <laughs> cry to me. Just going, woo, woo. <laughs> Only MC couldn't really be sure as to the actual cause of this incident as he had continued to lay motionless on his bed, trying to block out the screams with intense meditation, trying to relax his mind. Intense meditation. <laughs> I am so relaxed. <laughs> MC's mind was filled with nothing and everything all at once so the meditation was proven unsuccessful yet he continued to ignore his weeping daughter if there had been someone else at the B&B with him MC could pass Amy off to him or her to discover the root of her sadness only no one was around like, he's not even seeing like trying to feed her or change her it's just like nah yep. I don't yep. know if you're trying to say that there is some thing that Amy wants beyond normal baby stuff that isn't being provided, like whatever it is that angels want, a harp or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know if that's what you're trying to say. I wondered if, kind of hinted at Amy being maybe a bit more smarter than a baby would be at that age. Mm. So maybe she's just trying to communicate with her father in some way. Mm. Like we've kind of said she's basically baby Yoda yeah. at this point. <laughs> um, so I wonder if she's, you know, because baby Yoda's kind of got there's, there's something going on there, you know? Sure. Like, he's not just a helpless baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if Amy's got a similar kind of thing. Mm. She'll probably eat someone's eggs at some point. The Mandalorian is a much better father as well. Yeah, my God. My God. Yeah, so I wonder if Amy's trying to reach out to him or something. Yeah, or maybe, maybe. In her angelic ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me a fucking hug! <laughs> there was nothing enjoyable about alleyways. <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> you imagine you're in like Waterstones or something like that and you pick up a book. You go, oh, this has got an interesting cover. I wonder what this is about. You read the first line. There was nothing enjoyable about Alleyways. Well, I won't be reading that one then, okay? Put that back on the shelf. How dare you? As a member of Alleyways Fancier Monthly, I, there are so many points. They're misrepresented in popular media and I'm sick of it. Are they historic as well? <laughs> No, they're, they're, those are they're, 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 they're. cool. <laughs> Made my point well there. <laughs> there was nothing enjoyable about alleyways. Nothing at all. They were dark, damp, and dirty, and lots more unpleasant adjectives that began with D. <laughs> it's like a it's like a build your own story, isn't it? It's just you fill in the blanks, reader. You describe this alleyway. What words with D do you not like? Just put them in here. Jay couldn't understand why so many homeless people and creatures of the night spent so much time lurking in them. I mean, I think it's obvious why homeless people are there. <laughs> why don't they just go home? <laughs> why don't they just buy a house? I don't get I it. Say, can we keep the hatred to the homeless people to chip, please? <laughs> he figured as he sat in this particular alley that they probably didn't choice this option. <laughs> it was either the best place to attack prey and consume them, that would be the homeless people, <laughs> without being noticed, or because they simply had nowhere else to go. Vampires. <laughs> He fell into the latter category. I mean, I guess that's the thing as well with the gang. Like, they've been so entrenched in their own little world mm. that they kind of haven't really had any other connections outside of that. And yeah. you find that, I guess, in a lot of TV shows in a way. It's like all the friends are the people you see on screen. And there's mm. very little kind of, you know, it's like Willow had parents and stuff mm. like that. But you rarely saw them or mm. heard from them. Mm. You know, they were, but they were there. Mm. But, I mean, Jay, obviously his father was either, uh, did his mum Ty, was his mum dead? Have we mentioned his mother? I can't remember. Yeah, but he's just like, well, he's got MC, Louise, 
and then previously Chip as well. But mm. he has nowhere to go now. That's true. He's got no. He's not rich. He's not going money. Yeah, I so, guess. I mean, in in a way, it's it's a bit unrealistic. They would be in London for so long and not meet new people. Well, I guess there's Terry, but then yeah. they be they have been so yeah, involved why... in these world altering events that you don't really have time to be like maybe I'll just uh, you know go on meetup dot com and. <laughs> Why didn't he go to Terry, though? That's a point. Terry would have taken him in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless he thinks that Terry's so entrenched with MC now and their friends that... Yeah, maybe it just didn't occur to him. Yeah, maybe it's just Terry's too Terry's still a new, sort of relatively new yeah. member of the gang. Yeah, that's fair. It had been two whole days since he had been thrown out of his home by one of his dearest friends over a matter he didn't feel he was to blame for. The look in MC's eyes had indicated the ninja felt differently. Much differently. Being thrown out, Jay could take. He could even shoulder the responsibility for the incident that had occurred in the B&B a few days okay. What? <laughs> but that look in MC's eyes, a look of almost hatred, that was what kept running through Jay's mind. I don't think it's almost hatred. <laughs> Another agenda that kept presenting itself to Jay was the way his stomach begged for food by rumbling away constantly. Reaching into his pocket, Jay discovered he had little cash on him. Pulling himself up and brushing off his dirty, two-day-old clothes, Jay left the alley and headed toward the high street. Here, he found a cash machine. Placing his plastic card into the appropriate place... And <laughs> For fuck's sake, stop trying to invent new ways of simple things! He just put his card in the machine! <laughs> Placing his plastic card into the appropriate place and entering his PIN number... Jay was able to access his bank account. We know how it works! We know how <laughs> cash machines work! You just got your first, like, <laughs> bank card and you're just so taken with the novelty <sighs> of it. Because I happened in Chip this week as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Cat was at a cash machine in the bank or, bank, or with yeah, a bank, yeah. yeah. <sighs> he sighed when the balance was displayed on the screen. A measly £20. Enough to buy food to last him a day or two, but it would be another night in the alley underneath the stained blanket. Jay drew out £10 and made his way to the nearest supermarket to stock up on food. Things were looking bleaker and bleaker. Yay, glad Jay's doing well. (laughs) I was thinking the other day, actually, about how bleaker the showbiz got. Yeah. Because it used to be kind of... I I guess maybe that's in keeping with the way things happen with kind of Buffy and Angel as well, is that it kind of started out as a kind of a semi-fun romp, Mm. you know, with uh, dramatic overtones in Mm. places. And then it definitely, you know, look at like Buffy season six or something like that, which is not my favourite, but it's quite dark. And Mm. and Bleak and Angel was always fairly bleak in places Mm -hmm. as well. But I I kind of miss the fun old days. Like, it's definitely not my favourite season because it's really try-hard and a bit edgelord and like... Oh, yeah. You know, it's... (laughs) I missed the days when it was silly and we were just making jokes about being crime-fighting ninjas. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that would have worn thin, though, over time. That's true. Yeah, and probably would have gone into full-blown comedy, inverted... Yeah, I I don't know if you could have consistently hit... I mean, not that you would have been aware (laughs) of things like tone, but I don't think you could have consistently kept the same tone going all that time. Yeah, and you know, I guess, you know, scene two has its dark moments with Chip going evil, for instance. You know, that's a dramatic turn that isn't sure. pure comedy but that's intentional sort of comedy oh so over the top yeah that, mine. yeah this yeah. is like you know a friend <laughs> kicking out another friend and you know misplaced blame and yeah that's why i feel sad okay stow me terry the pub landlord yelled as he threw an ancient spell book across his living room it hit the wall on the far side and bounced onto the floor, joining a dozen or so other books on magic, the black arts, and spells of all variety. 
His research had been intense and thorough as he scanned every word on every page of every book he owned and the ones he had purchased since he had begun his quest. He's reading through, like, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but <laughs> yeah. there's nothing about fucking magic in here. <laughs> the Ladybird Book of Witches, fuck off. <laughs> also, like, it's like he scanned every word on every page. You mean he was reading? <laughs> <laughs> this is you trying to invent new ways to describe everyday things. <laughs> Nothing was producing any answers, despite his meticulous investigation, and time was running out. The frustration was beginning to get to him. The King's Crown public house hadn't been opened for the past few days, and the only time Terry had left his flat above the pub was to trek across London to acquire more books on magic. That hadn't helped, so Terry had decided on one option he hadn't thoroughly explored yet. The wizard community! <laughs> it sounds so lame, doesn't it? It really does. It's just a bunch of dorks with pointy hats meeting up in a community, around the back of a community centre because they're not allowed inside. He had friends who, like him, dabbled in magic and the supernatural, perhaps the most powerful of whom was a warlord that was now deceased. I guess you mean Warlock, the guy from the other thing who did the weird building? I doubt. You know when he tries to raise, it, 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 he got cucked. Oh, Melvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cucked, and yeah. then he was like, time for demon architecture. Was he also a warlord? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you mean Warlock, but who knows? <laughs> but there were still people he knew that might be able to offer a fresher brain and more in-depth knowledge. Grabbing his coat, Terry left his flat, embracing the fresh air as he got outside like a starving child would desire a loaf of bread. Or Jay. (laughs) He's just enjoying the fresh air. That's what's (laughs) happening. No, he's like a starving child would desire a loaf of bread. (laughs) So I guess, you know, we're really picking up on where we left off last episode with yeah. Louis being sick and everyone kind of reacting to the events of what happened. Um, so yeah, MC's being all sad and ignoring the baby. Mm-hmm. Jay's being all sad and on the street. Terry's being all sad and in his flat and going to talk to the wizard community. <sighs> the wizard community? <laughs> oh, nice reference. I don't think many people will get that. But... You can cut that. No. While all this went on in the nation's capital... Two silent figures packed a small hospital room. How small is that room? It's packed by two people. Gav sat in a plastic chair beside the bed, his head resting on his should and his arms crossed as he slept. In the bed lay Louise with a whole host of tubes and wires covering her body. Surely uh, tubes would only go in the mouth, right? Don't know about medical tubes. (laughs) Do you not know about medical tubes? (laughs) Tell me more about the medical tubes. I go to university to study (laughs) medical tubes. Anything else? No, just the tubes. Where do they go? What about wires? Don't know about medical wires, just tubes for me. I'm a tube man. Oh my God, this person needs more medical tubes. Call in the tubes list. You're going to have to go and talk to the tube community. In the bed lay Louise with a whole host of tubes and wires covering her body. The doctors still had discovered the cause of her illness, and more importantly, a cure. Great, everything's Great, fine yay. then. <laughs> Happy ending. <laughs> I'm guessing I meant hadn't discovered. I so. Yes, yes. Maybe this was because Louise's mystery condition was caused by a mystical element designed for protection, but due to tampering by an unknown assailant, had caused her condition when she had accidentally fixed the armour of fern to her flesh, the amulet Jay had brought back from New York. Wow, that's a shit sentence. Oh, yeah, telling me. Oh, fucking hell. 
Terry desperately searched for a supernatural cure to save Louise's life, while MC's reaction had been to blame Jay for all of this, a fact still unknown to his friends. I hope they tell him that he's a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Like, I hope I'm... they kick MC out and bring Jay back. That would be good. Yeah. And MC can live in an alley, yeah. and then Amy will be looked after. <laughs> That's the best outcome. <laughs> I'm curious to see how they react, because obviously Gav very protective of Louise, you know, they're together yeah, and yeah, he's quite yeah, worried, yeah. so I wonder what he's going to think about it. Yeah, and also, like, Louise has re- reacted badly to Jay before. Yeah. I mean, they've had their own issues in the past. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't see her waking up and blaming Jay if no. she wakes up. I mean, MC is the one who started the whole thing, who is insistent on getting the amulet, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they'll be sensibly like, hey, maybe it's the fault of the person who put the curse on. Yeah, they haven't really questioned this, have mm. they? And does that mean we're going to get more crossover with Chip? Because it was his enemy that caused this. Yeah, or are they just going to never mention it again? Let's go with that. I think My money is on that. My entire fucking human soul is on that. (laughs) The gently beep of the heart monitor beside Louise's bed did little to disturb Gav's sleep. He had kept a vigil at her side since she had been rushed into the hospital just two days ago. He'd gone two days without shaving and washing, only leaving quickly for the toilet and had eaten only a slight amount. The night shift nurse, who had befriended him a little and checked in on Louise from time to time, had brought in the little food Gav had consumed to him. It is not known whether people in comas can hear you when you speak to them, or whether or not they dream. Gav didn't care. All he was hoping for was that Louise would soon wake up as he continued to dream his dreams. Poetry. (laughs) How beautiful. Oh, I have a tear from my eye. (laughs) Here's a question for you. Uh. So Louise is in hospital. She's got like boils and foaming at the mouth and mm. stuff like that, caused by the armor of fern. Sure. So we don't know what the curse is, mm. but in theory, what has happened to her is a medical thing, right? Like something has happened to her. Would the doctors not be able to realize that, or is it like a mystically induced coma? I or... suspect it's a mystically induced thing. Like there isn't a physical cause for it. The symptoms are physical, but the cause is, is mystical. Okay, but I mean the. Sh- I'm not, I guess I wasn't equipped to deal with something like this back in the time, but I must have seen at least one episode you know of Casualty. all about medical tubes. <laughs> She's got the wrong type of tube. <laughs> Do you have a theory as to how... I mean, I don't think this is a. I don't think this is Louise's death. You know, I no, think she's probably going to no, survive. No, no. But I mean, do you have a theory about how they'll fix it? Magical MacGuffin. I. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Terry does get some wizard ex community um, <laughs> answer. I kind of hope it's not that though, because we've had that a lot. Yeah. Hey, how are we going to get rid of a nuclear bomb on top of a building? Wizard community. <laughs> hey, how are we going to find out about vampires living in abandoned factories? Wizard community. Yeah, so I don't think you're, especially at this point in writing where you just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, whatever, wizard community. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking wizard community. <laughs> Coughing up some nasty looking vial. As, vial? <laughs> Coughing up some nasty looking vial as he arrived at the supermarket, Jay was made faces at by the old grannies standing beside the trolleys who were having a natter about their own bodily fluids. (laughs) You're right, Donis. Is your piss still black? (laughs) You want to get a medical tube for that? I know someone in the wizard community. I'll see what they say. Uh, I 
like to paint a very strange picture. You do. I, I really do think, I think I've said this before, but I think I had in my mind what a writer was yeah. and how they spoke and built a world. Right. And I think this is me trying my damnedest to get there. And instead we're talking about old ladies exchanging bodily fluids. Exchanging bodily fluids. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a version of Tomorrow Guest that never made it to, for public consumption. What oh. you've got, like, encrypted on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> Stay tuned for season five. <laughs> it's only available on our OnlyFans. <laughs> With 67% more bodily fluid from grannies. <laughs> I can't believe what they do with the medical tubes. Stop it now. We've only just gotten Spotify. They'll ban us, all right? <laughs> Once the old ladies were gone, Jay went to enter the low-class supermarket to purchase some much-needed food. A gang of three youths walked towards him, their hooded heads bowed. As they walked past Jay, they split in two, covering both sides of him. One of them suddenly shouted, Now! The youths attacked Jay, grabbing him from either side and laying in some body shots. They went through his pockets, trying to grab whatever they could. Having been in many battles with the living dead, Jay was able to fight back, landing a punch onto of the boys, but caught a knee from the third. Picking up his legs, Jay tried to take the youth down to the floor, but the boy was much larger than him. He could feel a large fist pounding on his back and decided to give up. As he got back to a standing position, one of the youths has picked up a black plastic dustbin from the curb and launched it into Jay's face, Jesus. knocking him down to the concrete. You're like, I think that Jay's had an easy time of it so far. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> he's been kicked out by his best friend. His, these old ladies by the trolleys are talking about his vile. And now he's just got smashed in the face with a bin. I'm mugged. Like, my God, like... His legs are going to fall off next. <laughs> Jesus. The youths took this opportunity to lay in some kicks before finally being able to search Jay. Finding a £10 note, they seemed satisfied and ran off. All that for a tenner. I know. In the supermarket. Jesus. Jesus. None of the people around the entrance of the supermarket had stepped in, despite seeing the whole incident unfold before their very eyes. Jay was able to pull himself up holding his ribs as he did as pain clung to his ribs like a puppy sucking on its mother's tits. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate the pain? Well, doctor... Well, Dr. Medical Tubes, I, I think it's about, it's clinging to me like a puppy, puppy sucking on its mother's tits. I see. Oh, that, also, my piss is black. <laughs> oh, oh, guys. Oh. What am I going on about? I don't know. He's in a lot of pain is what I think I'm saying. I think so. Hard to tell. <sighs> Holding his ribs as he did, as pain clung to his ribs, like, like a puppy sucking on his mother's tits. <laughs> uh, it's hard to even kind of put into words what I, my thought process was. Like, I guess uh, ribs sort of uh, vaguely where dog nipples are. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I'd use the phrase dog nipples. <laughs> yeah, 
never you ever thought you'd hear puppy sucking on its mother's tits either? That, that was even less likely. Holy crap. <laughs> the youths were gone, and Jay was out of pocket by £10. Normally, this wouldn't have been a great loss, but being in Jay's position, they might as well have taken his soul, because that was about as much as he valued that at this present moment in time. Can I just say uh-huh. that if anyone is truly struggling at the moment with their own mental health, please just just reach out and talk to anyone. Just anyone you care about, reach out to us. We will happily talk to you. Do not suffer alone. And, and maybe turn the rest of this episode off as well, because it is... It's not a happy one, it is, is it? the most depressing piece of shit <laughs> I have ever had the mispleasure of having to deal with. Like, genuinely. Look after yourself. Look after your loved ones. I, I worry hell. about your mental health sometimes reading through this because at the back of your mind there must be like, I wrote this. I, in some way it's cathartic because mm. now I can at least look back and be like, well, I'm glad I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> I'm glad I dealt with you those see, feelings. Yeah, yeah. Although not so glad I'm having to read about a puppy sucking on its mother's tits. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, a bit give and take. Uh-huh. <sighs> in all honesty, the paperwork could have waited until later. MC had completed all the tasks he needed to complete in the bed and breakfast that day. He had served breakfast and lunch all by himself, changed the linen in some of the rooms, and even tidied the living room area. Anything to keep him busy, really. And he would certainly be that for a while. What with Louise in the hospital, Gav alongside her, Terry busy working on a cure, and Jay no longer around. I like how it's not. <laughs> it's not a Jay now homeless after MC kicked him out. It's like, Jay, yeah, he's gone. Weird. Huh. <laughs> I only saw him two days ago. What happened? There was a business to run. Besides, anything to keep his mind from the screaming baby in his room. Surely at some point you try comforting the baby rather than just ignoring her even at this point just leaning over and going shut up would be like a step up you know <laughs> another guest complaining i guess they've got a whole floor to themselves haven't mm. they so maybe they can't hear amy but you just left the baby in a room crying oh my god does, does he actually feed amy <laughs> ever because i think it's just been louise doing all the the baby maintenance stuff yeah is he gonna kick amy out next <laughs> <laughs> and then amy will get mugged <laughs> By three other babies. <laughs> Be like Rugrats. There's a really hardcore version of Rugrats. Oh, it's, it was... Tommy Pickles takes a screwdriver out of his nappy and then shanks fucking Angelica with it. <laughs> hey, hey, let's not badmouth the good name of Tommy Pickle, all okay, right? Okay, okay. Especially because I look exactly like him. <laughs> the gang had the fifth floor all to themselves. The guests used the floors below, and yet, still five floors down, the cries of the baby could still be heard. That is quite impressive, isn't mm. it? An angel crying? Mm-hmm. One of the guests, an elderly gentleman, came out of the living room and approached the reception desk where MC was working through the paperwork. Oh, excuse me? The man asked. Could you do something about that child? MC didn't reply. He just kept looking down at his book. MC's like, well, I tried ignoring it. <laughs> what else do you want? He's going to throw the old man out. <laughs> Cuts the old man in an alley. <laughs> Get him mugged by three other old men. <laughs> Excuse me? The man said a little more forcefully. Slowly, MC closed the book and looked up. Can I help you? The ninja asked behind a sigh. That child has been bellowing for hours now, and it is beginning to give me and my wife a headache. Could you please speak to the parents and ask them to do something about it? Don't you think they would have, if they could by now? Then uh, maybe you could ask them to take the baby out for a walk. No, sorry. Maybe I could if I really cared. 
Or maybe I could if my friend wasn't fighting for her life in a hospital bed. And maybe if that baby's mother was still alive. This time, MC slammed open the accounts book and went back to checking the figures. The elderly man quickly became speechless and decided to leave the owner of the B&B alone for now. Oh, customer service uh, is, is the number one priority of the Tokyo <laughs> Memorial Bed and Breakfast. I truly think MC is worse than Chip. <laughs> Chip tried to end the world and murder them all, but at least he was funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> MC is just a dick. Yeah, He's just a horrible dick. Like, like I said earlier, you know, Chip is more open about being yeah. evil and stuff, whereas MC just hides it. And I, I get what I'm going for into trying to, you know, he's meant to be this, like, oh, you know, keeping all his pain inside. Yeah, and yeah. I reckon we could have, we, I could have done <laughs> this in a way where MC could have had a lot of sympathy. You know, he's dealing with yeah. the loss of Tifa yeah. and stuff like that. And of course, you know, like, when you are, you know, in a dark place, you know, sometimes mm. your actions can become dark yeah, and you do course. take it out on other people. But <laughs> just any sympathy for MC is gone. Yeah, it really has. Like, he hasn't really done anything redeeming in yeah. such a long time. Yeah. And I'm worried that our main character is we're all going to end up hating him. <laughs> end up? Or, <laughs> or happened a while ago. Isn't there anything you can give me, mate? Terry was pacing the floor of his flat again with his telephone in hand. On the other end was a friend of Terry's from the wizard club he belonged to. <laughs> they got badges and everything. Made them, made them themselves. Are they rivals of the I Hate Life Club? <laughs> <laughs> I've told you before, Terry, this is out my league. Yours too, for that matter. I bloody well know that, don't I? But it's a friend. She's suffering. And I've got to do what I can. These friends of yours, they're going to end up getting you killed if you're not careful, Terry. Now, once again, I'm sorry, but I don't have the sort of power or knowledge you are looking for. Well, thanks for nothing, Jeremy. (laughs) Wizard Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Terry slammed the phone down and slumped down into his armchair. What a prick! It's like, you know when you ask someone a question and they don't know the answer? You always call them a prick. It's a wizard club. They're amateurs. We said before they're probably like stage magicians. I get it, Terry's frustrated and stuff like that. But don't like yell at your mates. I mean, it was kind of a theme of just taking out your frustration on your friends. This entire episode is just going to be how much shit can we pile onto the gang, isn't it? Like, there's no plot. Nothing is happening. And how badly do they deal with it? <laughs> Nothing is happening in this episode. Jay will go to another homeless person and be like, this is your fault. <laughs> and just throw him out the alley. <laughs> Take your black piss with you. <laughs> you tried to banish me once, child, and it may have worked, but this is my home. I was here long before you. And I will not be pushed out just because you decide so. I have returned more powerful. Ooh, Ooh that's the same voice as before. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, this is obviously Mrs. Lansbury, yeah. but she's come back more powerful. So her voice, so her voice has, has changed. changed. Right. There you go. You tried to banish me once, child, and it may have worked, but this is my home. I was here long before you, and I will not be pushed out just because you decide so. I have returned more powerful. Not yet being of age, Amy was unable to move and act or speak, but she understood. You said being of age, I think like 18. Like, (laughs) until you're 18, you can't move, act or speak. 
<laughs> Maybe that's true for angels. Yeah, true. Little Amy knew everything of which the ghostly apparition spoke of. The time she had banished her for letting the protection spell on the B&B down, allowing a vampire to enter. Being the form she was in, however, Amy could only wail for her father. Oh, so that's ah. why she's crying. Because Mrs. Lansbury is just fucking with her. What is it? Do you need Do you need food? Do you need changing? Is there a ghost? <laughs> oh, is there a ghost? Although Mrs. Lansbury gives her more attention than her own dad. <laughs> Finally, he arrived. His long ginger hair bouncing along as he walked briskly into the room. He looked down at her and offered some questions such as... What is wrong? And... Why won't you be quiet? (laughs) The ghost of Mrs Lansbury, the former owner of the bed and breakfast, a seemingly sweet old lady who was in fact responsible for many despicable murders over the years, who now, haunting the B&B, holding a great deal of evil power, lurked in the background, (laughs) disguising herself in a non-visible form! (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Uh. Amy looked over her father's shoulder as she was carried out of the room, wishing she could warn him about the trouble ahead with their unwanted phantom. Oh, okay. Well, this is finally a little bit of plot development. Yeah. Um, so, we, we, yeah, we kind of hinted at, at the start of the episode that we wondered if Amy had maybe was a bit more alert to yeah, what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess she's an angel, but maybe she's kind of trapped in this mortal form and that affects yeah, her. Yeah, so she's very aware of how a, a neglectful her dad is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that a scary ghost is like threatening to kill her. And Mrs. Landry's back and more powerful, so mm. maybe... Strike me down, <laughs> small angel baby, and I shall become... <laughs> oh no, evil Obi-Wan Lansbury. <laughs> Bit of a crap film, Louise stated. Shut up! Gav screeched in a playful reply. That's a good, that's an accurate description. That's the, <laughs> the best description you've had. <laughs> oh, you're shooting things! It's great! They were sat in an empty cinema as the projector above them played a film that was in fact just a lots of random explosions. <laughs> I like it here. Louise smiled. All right, anywhere that has you in it! Gav moved his hand over to Louise's, but she moved away. You know we're not going to make it. Right? She said. I don't understand. Everything's fine. We're here. Yes, we are. But not for long. Soon we'll be asked to leave. And we won't be in this fantasy anymore. Where Hollywood can lie to us. We'll be in the real world. Where the constant danger is. And one by one, we'll fall. Some of us first. Even faraway friends will expire. Taking you with him. Louise, this really isn't the time. Let's just enjoy the movie. Yeah, I guess. We can't stop it. No one can stop it. Even though they'll think they are stopping it, despite the fact you can't stop until you're told it is time to stop. (laughs) No one stops without their permission. What can we do in the meantime? Gav asked as the film started to flicker and peel away from the screen. Just live. The screen exploded, forcing Gav to awaken from his dream. Mm. Do you think it was like a prophecy? Yeah. Because there was something about far away friends will expire. Is that mm. chip? Yeah, sounds like. Sounds like. Uh, again, this is a very, you know, tr- uh, this is such a trope of like Buffy and Angel yeah. as well, where like, you know, you have a dream and there's like a cryptic message mm-hmm. in it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like they predicted the, the coming of dawn, like almost two seasons in advance right. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think it's Faith saying about, you know, little sisters coming soon or something like that. So, you know, it's just playing on that idea. Mm. But it's quite 
core hinting to something a bit further down the line. Yeah. And like you said, faraway friends would expire and they're not going to make it. Or and... taking you with him as well. Yeah. So Chip and Gav are going to die at the same time? Maybe. Will they kill each other? Although, I mean, Chip and Gav didn't really hang out much, did they? No. No, they have very all. little interaction because yeah. Gav basically turns up in the episode that Chip leaves or that mm. kind of end sequence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The screen exploded, forcing Gav to awaken from his dream. He shook his head and gathered his surroundings, which was still Louise's room in the hospital. She looked the same, still peaceful, and the room was silent. The silence was abruptly disturbed by MC entering the room. Did he come in like a one-man band, did he? <laughs> Just cymbals crashing and like blown harmonica. Hey! Gav said, rubbing his tired eyes. MC replied the gesture. Well, he rubbed his eyes as well? What, <laughs> what sort of That's how is they this? say hello. <laughs> MC replied to the gesture and sat down in the other chair on the other side of Louise's bed. I would ask if there had been any change, but by the looks of things... She's stable, we think. Of course, we don't actually know what's wrong, do we? Terry's still working on it. We'll find a cure, Gav. MC tried to look reassuring. He rubbed his eyes again. Jesus, you look more tired than I do! Amy, she's been crying all day and all last night too, and yet... As soon as we left the B&B, she was fine. Maybe it's Lou. I mean, Amy is an angel. Maybe she could pick up on a vibe. Gav suggested. That's quite sweet. Yeah, but not so much in Gav's voice. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's screwing my mind up. MC rubbed his forehead. Also, he said, looking up. I think you should know, I threw Jay out of the house. What? Why? Gav seemed shocked. It's his fault Louise is like this. Okay. I can sort of see where you're coming from, but it's not like Jay did this on purpose. He should have been more careful. Brining. <laughs> I want, like, Brining needs its own theme tune. And, like, every time it says it, you know, everyone, the, the, the crew, the cast look at the camera and then the audience claps. He should have been more careful. Brining that thing into our home. What was he thinking? MC's voice grew angry then quickly returned to his normal tone. I couldn't stand to look at him without wanting to kill him. Fucking hell. Jesus. Oh my God. It's all his fault. Uh. Absolutely his fault in every way. All his fault, all Jay's fault. <laughs> you need to take a break, MC. You look like a wreck. Lives depend on you being on top of your game. I'm fine, it's just... Just what? MC looked down at Amy for a moment and then moved his eyes away from the green ones of his daughter. Nothing. He replied. And that's where we're going to end Searching Part 1. Well, what do we think of that episode, MC? Oh, it was like sucking a puppy sucking his mother's tits. <laughs> if we had some good bits. I'm just going <laughs> to... I know we should, should be humble, but there were some funny bits of our own making which salvaged that. Like a... Uh, life raft inflating <laughs> from a, the Titanic. This is a line from the show. <laughs> I, I was trying to get something of that ilk. Uh, but yeah, the actual show itself was just, oh uh, shit. Depressing. Yeah. Depressing and shit. Yeah. Which is the worst kind of shit. Yeah. You know? And Jay just getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And it's like, how much more can we do to make this man's life miserable? You know, and like if there's a payoff where he like heroically comes back and fixes stuff or something, maybe that's okay. I hope he gets superpowers, like really, really powerful, and he's just really condescending to MC <laughs> all the time. That's not gonna happen. You yeah, know that. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
in terms of plot development, we've got the thing about Mrs. Lansbury, but that was such a short thing. Yeah. Obviously, it's only a part one, yeah. so there's more to come in this episode. It's just kind of setting up where we are with the gang at the moment and you know terry's with the wizard community not having much luck mc's being a dick gal's having dreams about the future or something yep. and jay is having the worst time ever <laughs> so i kind of feel like with this with the entire season in a way yeah. like the kind of flow has been a bit off yeah or maybe different to how a it's, normal season structure you were would trying go to, I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's simply that you were trying to do dark and gritty mm. and it just like you said earlier it just came off as edgelord yeah because it's very much staying in that dark and gritty in quotation marks again yeah. uh, kind of feeling as opposed to using it to drive the plot yeah you know it's not like oh okay now Jay's going to have a redemption story or yeah. MC's going to finally realise the error of his ways and you know all this sort of thing it's just like look how shit everything is everything's so sad god I'm sad I wish someone would hug me god I should have <laughs> got therapy a lot sooner <laughs> so i think it's a lot like that yeah yeah and, and yeah like you said the, the part of mrs lansbury was so small but it feels like a moment it's like oh this is going to be a, a big thing at some point yeah yeah and it's i don't know i think that could have been dealt with better yeah for sure mm. i mean that goes for everything in this episode <laughs> not just this episode mc just everything i'd written at this point <laughs> You could go through like the hundred plus whatever episodes we've got of the podcast and just be like, probably could have done with that a bit better, you know. But written. hey, this is the learning process, Jeb. You have to write shit in order to write anything good. Yeah, that's true. And one day, MC. <laughs> <laughs> After 17 seasons of Tomorrow Gason. <laughs> yeah, that was all right. <laughs> well, if you've got any theories as to what terrible things are going to happen to Jay next <laughs> and what colour his piss will be, did you know... <laughs> There's numerous ways in which you can get in touch. You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. We're on Twitter at howiriptoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, YouTube and Spotify. Mm, and if you want to... Something something dog nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>